When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for your company. (laughs) It's another one of those quiet news days with not much about just a prime minister being accused of lying to parliament. All the lovies in uproar over the BBC licence fee being frozen for two years. How will we ever cope without our taxis waiting for three hours to take us home on the taxpayers' uh, budget? Uh, We're going to be talking to Dominic Raab, the uh, Justice Secretary and Deputy Prime Minister, about uh, new powers for magistrates and, of course, that police uh, crime sentencing and courts bill last night. Big defeat in the House of Lords uh, and uh, no doubt his views as former Foreign Secretary on where we are with uh, Russia and Ukraine as well and the small matter uh, of the fact that uh, we are actually uh, seeing uh, Omicron cases completely collapsing, as I'm just saying to James Max, uh, in the uh, face of uh, all of those sage predictions, um, which have been so unbelievably wrong. It's a mystery that anyone ever listened to them in the first place. So we're going to talk about all of that throughout the show. I'm delighted to say uh, the person joining me to chat about all of that and give his tuppence worth what all my guests have to say is comedian Steve Allen. Good morning to you once again. Good morning. Um, yeah, busy day to be doing this. Yes, it's going to be know. fun to get stuck in. I, I, oh, I mean, I, I must. I, I'm such a broken record. I think I've said this every day for about six years. When are we going to get a quiet news day? I can strongly remember being a um, a political editor, and there was that sort. Of, oh, good, we've got to the summer. Great, Parliament's out. Lovely. Let's have a nice little quiet time and let the other news reporters take over all the stories. And uh, and you know, the, you know, Tamworth Two and things like that. For the, for the older listeners, will remember that. And and we can just sit and have a nice quiet time. But I. I just don't think politics is ever going to go quiet ever again. No. Well, they've worked out not to do politics in the Houses of Parliament. I mean, that, <laughs> in, indeed, Lindsay Hall complains about that a lot. It's more about <laughs> using social media, just leaking a story directly. And then now you've got the infighting, the, the two main houses, uh, one of them yeah. being the House of Cummings, trying to bring down <laughs> the other one. Um, it's entertaining, if not terrifying. Yes, it is. It is both at the same time. I mean, we're going to talk about the House of Lords, the other one uh, as well in a few moments. But let's talk about what Dom Cummings had to say. Another one of his epic blogs. Can anyone be bothered to read the whole thing? But there's quite a few tweets as well. And uh, it is very, very clear. His 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 line of attack is the prime minister lied when he appeared at prime minister's questions last week and did his non-apology apology, talking about how he implicitly thought it was a work event. He had not seen, we later, the Downing Street advisor said he, uh, he had not seen the email inviting everyone to a bring your own booze party from his own principal private secretary, even though of course, that email began with the words, we, 
I mean, I don't know who he's speaking for other than the fact that he works for Boris Johnson. But uh, Dominic Cummings said, uh, no, he did know about the party. He'd known about it in advance. A couple of very senior people had actually spoken to Martin Hayward, uh, his principal private secretary, and said, what are you... What are you thinking? It's May 2020. People are in lockdown. What are you thinking? Inviting people uh, to 100 people to a drinks party in number 10. You need to cancel it. He apparently then went to the prime minister, according to Dominic Cummings, and asked um, uh, people to tell him I should cancel it. And the prime minister said, no, 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 go ahead. It's OK to have the party. Dominic Cummings said that he personally told the prime minister to get a grip on, on what was going on in Downing Street, the sort of chaos this was, because he said he needed to cancel the party and the party was not cancelled. So... He says there are two sources who will swear on oath that this all happened, according to him. Do you think if that is the case, if those people do come forward, if they're questioned by C. Gray or questioned by the police or they just come forward into the media, that that is curtains for Boris Johnson? I uh, like predicting Boris Johnson's curtains. He has Eflon curtain or whatever would be required to stretch the metaphor too far. Um, bizarre, isn't it? What seems to be least shock-like... Ah, now I'm just going to interrupt you there. For some reason, your line is cutting in and out. Now, which it's going to, although it's wonderful on video, it's going to be very much irritating my lovely listeners uh, listening to talk radio, supposed to talk radio TV. So, well, let's get you back onto a uh, a phone line. Uh, apologies for that, folks. But um, I'll, I'll keep All I'll right, keep no uh, talking until uh, we uh, we can get him back on the line. Um, but again, th- this will come down to not whether or not people believe what the prime minister has to say or think that it doesn't really matter. And should a prime minister lose his job uh, because he uh, attended a drinks party because that's what some people think it is I think it's rather bigger than that oh, I think we've got Steve Allen back um, but but if it is the case that the Prime Minister has lied to Parliament you know, it is often not the scandal it is the lying and the covering up about it afterwards that is the issue and we know that I mean that that statement from Prime Minister last week was I mean it being lawyered within an inch of its life but do, do you think that would could actually end his career? Well, this, because of our bizarre system, some lies that may be shocking and upsetting that weren't taking place in Parliament won't do for him. And yet, I mean, I would surely struggle to find anyone who particularly believed the apology. Yeah. Even the day after, we were sat here saying, no, come on. It was barely an apology. Well, it was laughable, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah I didn't realise I was at a works thing. I mean, works works dudes can jump up at you at any, uh, any time. Beware out there. You never know when you're accidentally going to be working. But you're right. This Because of our system, the way that it works, this could be the most damaging lie. But still, you, you surely take the point that Boris Johnson's Teflon ability, yeah. maybe if he just does something silly, falls down, you know, trips over a 12-year-old boy playing rugby again, enough people will start to like him. In fact, all it is is enough Tories will think he'll win them another, another and election. And that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to public opinion. It's going to come down to what happens particularly, uh, I think, less about what Sue Gray, the, the investigator, has to say and far more uh, about... Uh, what voters do on May on May the fifth at the local elections, because if Tories do sit on their hands, uh, then you know Boris Johnson's appeal to Tory MPs, if not Tory members, Tory MPs is purely based on he's a vote winner. If he's not a vote winner, he has no appeal to them whatsoever. Um, they, they, they've never had any big, big love of him. Word is, and and it's been made very clear, that Dominic Cummings has, has photographs and videos and so do other people of various events, that there are more events to, to emerge, that there is video and foot, you know, photographic footage. And if there is a photograph or a video of Boris Johnson, clearly at what you and I and everyone listening would regard as a party, and he's still saying it wasn't a party. And then, yeah, I think an awful lot of people, again, especially those who weren't with their loved ones, 
at that time uh, will will be feeling very, very angry indeed. Um, they may indeed want to protest uh, outside Parliament. Will they be allowed to? Well, now, in the wake of Insulate Britain and... Um, an Extinction Rebellion protest blocking, you know, blocking bridges, you know, major thoroughfares, uh, particularly in London and M25, and frankly being an all-round irritation. Um, the government has brought in, uh, as part of its very, very, very large police crime sentencing and courts bill, um, this plan to very much limit uh, the rights to protest in terms of how noisy and disruptive those things can be. So, for instance, in making it uh, illegal for you to, you know, to to uh, you know chain yourself or glue yourself uh, to uh, to property, uh, and and the police being allowed to end a protest if it is too noisy and disruptive. Now, again, we don't know what the we don't know what the, the you know the the, the the, the, the police's you know guidance would be for that and, and who will be stopped and who will not be stopped. Well, last night in the House of Lords, because of course all the votes go through the House of Commons, then the House of Lords, there were a series of defeats in the House of Lords. Opposition peers voted against a range of those measures. Um, Labour had called some of the uh, plans outrageous. We know the Lib Dems, who've got a large number of peers still, uh, felt that way as well. Uh, the bill now goes back to the House of Commons. MPs get to have their say. It doesn't become law, of course, until they both agree. Now, the Commons gets, you know, primacy and there's a large majority if they try and push this. But there are a lot of people on all sides of the House of Commons who are very concerned that this bill, to all intents and purposes, you know, really limits people's right to protest. And as someone who is opposed to lockdown for so much of the last couple of years, um, watching Black Lives Matter protests go ahead in breach of all the lockdown rules, but lockdown protests being sometimes, frankly, brutally um, uh, dispersed by the police. Um this is a cause of concern for me. Are you concerned? I am concerned. Uh, fundamentally, the right to protest is so important just for the simple logic that if they take away your right to protest, what are you going to do when they take away the next thing that you're upset yeah. about? You can't protest about it. You've just lost the right. And everyone will have a protest that will be dear to their heart. It will be so easy to spin the story, to look at the protests you don't like and think, well, yes, something should be done. I'll sign away my rights. Yeah. I have a, a, a guilty secret um, that... I think there is a chance that Insulate Britain is a false flag operation created by the government just to get people to agree with this bill because yeah. on paper it looks like the silliest protest. It, it causes yeah. traffic problems, people hate queues, and it's something to do with lagging your loft. Surely <laughs> to goodness that's been made just to get people to agree. But it's, it, I find it terrifying, the idea that someone else gets to decide if I'm yeah. too noisy and if I am, I lose And there's, and there's no... And it's a perception whether something is too noisy. Now, this is the thing that... You know, Going through those those Extinction Rebellion protests where the, the bridge that I used to get to, to, to work for two weeks was blocked, uh, major streets blocked in central London, damaging for the shops, um, working in Parliament for many years where we had someone with a loud hailer shouting constantly uh, into the window. I've got to be honest with you, you know, speaking personally, yes, I want those things stopped. But I also understand the democratic need for protest and the right that people have. I'm rather of the view that, in a, you know, in a, a in a democracy, you should be campaigning to win people over rather than just trying to annoy them, annoy you. And I can also understand a lot of people who who live in areas where there are constant protests, having you know, non-stop, 24/7 loud protests, or people just camping in the street outside your home, would be, uh, you know, considered outrageous. And you know, if you're going to get prosecuted for having your bins out a day early. It, people will think it's a bit much. So we've got to be very careful about this because there, there is a balance, isn't there? I mean, the right of people to glue themselves to a train in Canning Town or go on top of a train. Well, and also the right of an awful lot of people living in Canning Town in East London to get to work at seven o'clock in the morning, as we saw with taking matters into their own hands. But we also know that there are an awful lot of powers the police already have. When the police want to remove someone who has... Um, 
uh, who has decided to sit down in front of a uh, traffic on the M25. All they need is the police to A, turn up and B, start acting the moment they turn up. And the main delays we've seen from these protests has been a failure by the police to act. As soon as the police started taking immediate action, as soon as these protests, protests started, we didn't have a problem. Yeah, which just tells us we don't need a change of law yeah. to bring about the solution. You need a change of strategy, tactics from the police, a way of using the laws that we already have. And it is true, if you rush to make a new law to suit one circumstance, you often regret yeah. Uh, its implications in the future. And that's exactly what we're all saying. No one wants, wants stop and search rolled out for people who might be carrying flyers. I mean, what the, if the police smell a glossy print finish on you, they can stop and search. It, it ends up be, becoming a bit of a mess, yeah. none of which necessarily solves the problem. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, I, 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 my, my gut feeling is we'll have to put up with some, uh, you know, some noisy protests and some disruption to our lives in return for getting to keep the, the bigger prize, which is living in a free democracy. Yeah, I think, as I say, every, there are two types of protests from everyone's point of view. The ones that you totally agree with and think the law shouldn't impinge at all are the ones that you think are annoying and you disagree with, of course. Everyone will be able to drop into that, but it's more the fundamental, isn't it? You've got to accept that people who disagree with you need the same right to protest as the people who agree with you. Otherwise, you end up giving up your right by stealth. The next time you turn around, then whatever it is, whether for you it would be lockdowns, everyone has an issue that would eventually make them protest. And if you suddenly realise you've then lost the right, you'll be even more ticked off. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.